Welcome back to Slightly Super. I'm Alex. I'm Preston. Welcome back to another episode of Slightly Super. This episode is going to be our Halloween-ish themed episode. Uh, we're going to be going over what is commonly known as SCPs, which stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. Uh, some of you may know this from the the video game, uh, SCP Containment Breach. Which ha- Have you played that? No, but I've seen playthroughs of it. It's pretty fun. Mm. I think they recently just came out with a new one, haven't they? Oh yeah, it's constantly being updated with new stuff into it, more SCPs added. I want to like play it, but I don't have enough on my computer to play it. It's just going to overheat and die. Okay, so just we're just like the universe. That's true. <laughs> you assume we aren't we aren't already dead. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so we're each going to go over a couple different SCPs. Just like some personal favorites. Maybe we should go over the classifications before we go oh, yeah, into the stories. Okay, let's go to... So the very first classification is safe, which is like, it's not going to hurt anybody, you can leave it alone. And then and it okay. obeys commands. Second one is Euclid, which is like, it might do something bad, but it might not. So you should keep an eye on it. So it's chaotic avoid. neutral? Somewhat, yes. <laughs> um, then there's Keter, or Keter however you want to pronounce it and that's like the world ending gonna kill you gonna kill your mom gonna kill africa like everybody (laughs) (laughs) was it that funny (laughs) how specific you got it's gonna kill you it's gonna kill your mom it's gonna kill africa uh and then we have some classified ones that are classified as neutralized they no longer pose a threat or do the thing that they did i don't know how to pronounce that one (laughs) Thamiel? Thamiel, probably. Thamiel is, uh... When somebody cast him feeble mind on the editor. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were talking about SCPs, remember, last, uh, last Friday? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last Friday, after a D&D session, we were just hanging out, and then we got on the topic of nightmares, and then we were talking about, uh... Creepypasta. Creepy- and then we got, and then we dr- drifted on to the topic of SCPs, uh, and we were just like, oh yeah, and then there's this one, and then there's this one, and it got to the point where we were just like, okay, I don't feel safe going home now. We didn't die, that was the important part. Uh, classes, okay. Thaumiel. Uh, Thaumiel class, class SCPs are anomalies that foundations, that the Foundation specifically uses to contain other SCPs, even when the mere existence of the Thaumiel class objects are classified at the highest levels of the Foundation, and their locations and function, functions and current status are known to few Foundation personnel outside the O5 Council. So basically, Thaumiels are used to contain other SCPs. I got it, yeah. And then the Foundation has these people classified as D-class personnel. And they're uh, people that are meant to go on death row, but instead of going to death row, they're given seven months and experimenting with SCPs and the Foundation. And if they survive that, they get to uh, get off scot-free. And that's where... they survive? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they forget what they did, too. Oh, they're always given amnestics if they do manage to leave the foundation alive. 
and then there's one through four class of researchers and then the O5 council which is the very top of everything how deep have you gone into this lore a little bit more than i should have it was really interesting and they uh the O5 council has access to pretty much everything but a handful of stuff and they run most of the foundation and then there's the the moral council which is right under them and they decide what is and what is and what is not okay with the uh, with the O5 council do, do you want to talk about something lighter like the interdimensional hopper oh yeah that one is a this is SCP 507 and he's classified as safe He's called the interdimensional hopper, and he's just like your average day person, a little bit dumber than your normal person, according to IQ levels. And he transports himself and anything that he's touching currently to another dimension or alternate universe of like without his own free will. Which is why no one's allowed to touch him. I know yes. because because I watched his videos. They're like an hour long. What, it's like an, an hour and a half, like an hour long. What the transport? Yeah, the one. It can be anywhere from zero minute or like one minute no i'm talking about the video like oh the video it. it's like an hour long yeah, it's, it's like really an hour good. long but, but it was really good i remember here you know you, you, you keep talking about it yeah so this happens and when he transports and comes back he's cool for two weeks without transporting but he has no control over his power where he goes but whenever he moves in this new dimension that he is he moves in the corresponding direction in his universe so he ends up visiting a lot of these crazy places and works with the foundation eventually agreeing after they find him to do research with them. So he's gone to places like a fantasy world where there was dungeons and dragons. <laughs> and then when he comes back, he requests for a Dungeons and Dragons handbook, which is funny. The saddest one was when he just requested a hug. I was happy that the foundation granted that request. Yeah, it, 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 it was granted, but it was just like when he asked for it, it was just like, oh. He goes to this really disturbing place that's all in the dark, and it's like a cave. And he ends up finding this figure after the second time he has requested for a flashlight so he can see in it. And it's just this dark figure in robes, and it comes closer to him. And so he hides in the corner until he can go back. And then he ends up asking for a gun, which they grant him on the condition that it only shoots rubber bullets. So he goes back there again, and he shoots the creature and waits it out. He goes back, I think it's like a fourth time, and the creature is bleeding and asks him, why did you do that? And he like creeps up closer to him, and his gun jams this time. So he just runs away, and it's really creepy because he can't control when he comes back. He also went to basically a paradise world. And he fell in love, I think. He just experienced pure bliss, and it was it was great for him. And he suffered from severe depression when he came back, and he tried to kill himself. And the foundation had to stop him from doing that. Foundation did not approve that. Foundation did not approve. <laughs> <laughs> Request suicide denied. <laughs> Trigger warning. I said that all of these were reviewer discretion advice. <laughs> that one is uh, worth a watch if you have the time or a read. It's on the foundation and the Volg <coughs> made a video on it. The Volgan. The what? The Volgan. The Volgan. You can find al almost all of these. There's podcasts. I think the Volgan just recently started posting his videos as podcasts. 
Yeah, it wasn't a priority for him. He liked the videos because now he does animations in them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Okay, let's talk about the butler's bell. I think it's called. I wrote it down. That was very interesting. Oh, wait. No, the infinite Ikea. The infinite Ikea. That one's just scary. Not terrifying, but scary. scary. Okay. The infinite Ikea, also known as SCP-3008. SCP-3008-1 is the building that looks like Ikea and has drawn many victims into it, but the SCP Foundation does not exactly know how many people are in the building, but we know later on that it's enough to populate a couple towns. Yeah, it's too many. And we, and, we, and we also believe it's, it's connected to different dimensions. Yeah, I think so. Because there were some people that the guy met that, uh, that, had been, that had different histories. Yeah, they came from like different times too. Yeah, so that's the first part of it. Then SCP-3008 are basically like the staff, but they're not people. They're humanoid entities that possess exaggerated features and no faces. And, and, and in the daytime, they're, they're passive. They don't really do anything. They just walk around. Think of, like, Roblox figures disordered. I would say, like, mannequins in Ikea uniforms. Yeah, but, like, their arms are, like, really long, though. The, the, like, the proportions are all off. Mm, think of Slenderman, but he works at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that. I would, like, I would, I would like to see someone draw that. That would be amazing. So, but during the night, though, however, SCP-3008-2 become very aggressive, because you ain't supposed to be in the store after after nighttime. Uh, there is a day and night cycle in the uh, in the IKEA, and it's also, as I said, it's infinite. So you go down and it goes on forever. There are doors to escape the IKEA, but they the, they're constantly disappearing, re- reappearing, and they're mm-hmm. always in different locations. So you can't just go to one part and just leave. The SCP Foundation has uh, a journal from a man who escaped, but was soon killed by the Dash Two one, by the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, what he details is that when he goes in there. He thinks just normal IKEA visit, and then he realizes he can't he can't find the door. And then he uh, he goes through, and the first like I think what, what was it the first few nights, he, there was really no trouble. He even slept like on one of the couches. And yeah, then, none of the staff bothered him. He lucked out, really. And then a couple days in, he uh, he finds a I don't know, I don't know if it was a couple days a couple weeks I can't remember. A couple of days in, he finds like a he, a. he finds exchange, a town called Exchange, because it's it was under the Exchange and Return sign. Mm-hmm. There's also food courts that they go to and get food from and stuff like that. And those food courts restock themselves every like couple of days. Yeah. Which is creepy. Where is it coming from? The staff, obviously. Where's the staff getting it from? <laughs> Maybe this is just a real Ikea. It's a real Ikea. Lots of Swedish meatballs. <laughs> okay. The, the, a town called Exchange, the town, uh, it gets attacked every night. And they have to figure out ways to kill them. 
So when they kill them, they 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 store them off. But the thing is, is that like there there isn't is there actually a ceiling? I can't remember. No, they can't see it. They can't see it. Yeah. So they 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 stack it. They just stack all the bodies, and it gets bigger, and bigger, and bigger. And then eventually, uh, they like people start dying in the town. They get killed by the staff, and mm-hmm. eventually it gets to the point where they're like the, the staff are just overwhelming them. And then they figure out that the reason why they're overwhelming them is because someone had accidentally taken, had just they they didn't realize it that that one of the bodies of the staff were inside the the town in a box, and the reason why the staff were constantly attacking them in such the way that they were was because they had one of the bodies. Yeah, they're like drawn to the bodies; they get attracted to them. Yeah. Uh, so eventually he. Departs well. The well, the SV Foundation thinks that the that the town had had evacuated, and they had left. But he had found the door, or he had gotten separated from the group, and he had left, and he had found the door, and then he le- and then he escaped, but was killed by one of the staff. Uh, one of the one of the weird things was though that the SCP Foundation had sent in drones, and they had uh, they had seen the town. But they couldn't find it again, so there's a theory that the that it's constantly shifting, so they're never in one constant place. It's constantly shifting because they could never find it again. It's like going to IKEA with your mom. You just it never seems like you're ever gonna leave, <laughs> and then eight hours later you finally go. That'd be really fun if someone actually could like a short film out of that. Have you gone to an IKEA before? Yeah, I used to go to them all the time. Like, like on when, purpose? Uh huh. Why? <laughs> my, my my parents would shop there. Well, we, I don't know if we would shop there, but 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 we would just go there and, and browse. We, we would occasionally buy things from there, but like when I was like a little kid, like we would go into that like play area for like all the little kids and play like the ball pit. We would watch movies and stuff like that. Like I got, but the thing was is that like by like fourth grade, I was like already five foot tall. Wow. So I was already. I was already too tall. For got the... kicked out the ball pit. Yeah, <laughs> I got kicked out. Uh, Height like... shaming. Yeah, I haven't been to IKEA in a while though. I want to go to IKEA at night. Let's do it. Let's not actually. I want to get hunted down. So I have another SCP that's uh, classified as Keter, and it's pretty cool. It's not like an immediate danger to society. It's not even on this planet. So it's SCP-2399, and it's Jupiter's red spot. And it originates from something Galileo wrote down in his notebook. He saw a big streak of something going through the sky, going through our solar system, and it gets caught and hits one of Jupiter's moons and then falls into Jupiter, creating, like, this huge, like, What's it called? All their weapons fire off, basically. So this is an alien ship that they find out later on. And it creates this red spot. And it fires off everything. So the SCP Foundation finds his journal and finds out about this. And they investigate it. So they send drones to Jupiter under the guise of NASA during the 1960s. And they find these radio signals that are coming from... The Andromeda Galaxy, I want to say. It's one of the ones that are, like, nearby, but it's far away. I think that's Andromeda. And 
it's giving signals to repair. So it's been repairing ever since it landed and got like messed up. So NASA sends out, or the SCP Foundation under the guise of NASA sends out this drone swarm to intercept the, the signals. And they find out they've tried blasting the thing that's in Jupiter's red spot with like ballistic missiles, hydrogen bombs, and it just doesn't do anything. So when one of the drones from the ship tries to attack the orbit, it takes out one of the satellites, the satellites send their missiles at it, and nothing happens. It's like untouchable, indestructible. So that's very bad. <laughs> so a couple more years keep going on, and they get the signal to repair to repair. And then in 2015, so in 2015, the signal changes from Repair to cease repairs. Priority target is planet number three. Mm. And that's where the story ends. And it just... Ooh. Oh, no! So, they have a contingency plan that's based off of, like, a massive EMP to try and disable it and then nuke it until high heaven. But we don't currently have any way of doing that. And they're just hoping to buy their time. And by 2015, they estimate they have about 25 years until it reaches 75% completion on its repair and is able to move off of Jupiter. Uh, uh, and it just uh, ends like that. Oh. And it's, it's very terrifying. Uh, what I'm referring to is SCP-1545. Uh, SCP-1545 its description is a two-person llama costume wearing galoshes. Some of these SCPs I can't take seriously. <laughs> until you had, until you had the end of this, SCP uh, 1545 uh, affects its wearer. It's considered safe for some reason. Safe. Yeah, I mean, if nobody's in it, nothing happens. So yeah, you put true. it in a box, lock it away. Yeah, put it in a box, lock it away. You don't have to worry about it. It's considered safe. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. You're right. Okay, so it has space for two people. The And the tag near the costume's rear refers to it lovingly as the Larry the Loving Llama. <laughs> Larry the Loving Llama. I like how they give it a name. It... It's very docile in manner, even when someone is wearing it. However, once someone is in Larry the Loving Llama, you can't get out, and it's per and you are permanently in the mentality that you are Larry the Loving Llama, and you don't you don't go out to go to the bathroom, you can't, don't go out to drink, you don't go out to eat. You basically just stay in there till either you die of dehydration, infection, or uh, or dehydration. I'll always be dehydration. And even if one of the partners is to die, the 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 other person continues to act as Larry Loving Llama until they're both dead. Until they both, as they as the SCP Foundation puts it, expired. I prefer the term demonetized. Demonetized. Unalived. <laughs> uh, there are. A couple of uh, of interviews on here. I won't go through them, but if you want to go through Larry's Loving Llama, <laughs> <laughs> oh 
not gonna let himself laugh. <laughs> Larry the Loving Llama. What's wrong with Larry the Loving Llama? <laughs> Nothing. I'm paying attention to the podcast. I'm not looking at dank memes from Site 19 at all. <laughs> it's a good subreddit. You should check it out. It has SCP memes. SCP memes. And if you and if you don't know much about the SCP Foundation, look at that. And you'll be like, what does that mean? Then And then you'll have to watch it to understand it. That's Larry's Loving Llama. What's your next one? Um, my last one on here is SCP-2700-Omega. Um, the Omega is the actual SCP. So when you're reading this one off the, the site or listening to it, the very first part will be talking about Nikola Tesla and one of his inventions from... I want to say it's like the 1934. And it talks about a computer and interface and something that they can't quite define what it is. So it just goes on. And then if you have researcher clearance for an emergency or 05 clearance, normally you can view uh, the Dash Omega part, which talks about Nikola Tesla's journal, where a extraterrestrial being comes and visits him and he is looking for the greatest minds of each universe and so far he's found seven and he's come to Nikola Tesla to bring him together to work on an infinite energy machine so he brings him back to his home world and Nikola Tesla is just blown away with how amazing it is and how inferior our world is compared to it so he works together with all these other people but what he brought along with him was basically an energy gun because he wanted to help cleanse Earth of its inferiority. But so he had no... Somewhat, yeah. And he wants to complete it, but he doesn't have an energy source. And this infinite energy source just happens to work out very well. So he starts working together, and there's another being called the Watcher, who is always... Um, that's his name or like the name Tesla gave him. So he works together with him and he's always looking over Tesla's notes and so as they're getting ready to complete this, Tesla comes up on like the final step to make this infinite energy machine which takes two two materials from universes that don't have human or any life on them and the way they react together makes infinite energy. And the watcher tells him that he made a mistake in his notes, so he listens to him and fixes it. And they create this inner machine and they connect it to Tesla's machine. And as they're recording it, like the energy waves and all that, they notice it seems to be going down, but the machine isn't losing energy. It's just changing the way entropy works, which is like kind of like the Big Bang. It creates heat and particles move but reverse entropy is where everything becomes as organized as possible. So like instead of having all the air like throughout a room, it's all in one corner because they can all fit in that corner. It's just normally they surround as much space as possible. And this dome that this reverse entropy is occurring in is the only thing stopping it from spreading. And the watcher has basically sabotaged everyone and he's the only one that can stop it. And he's set it to go off in 300 years so he could escape. And then he leaves. And Tesla's just left there with the other 
extraterrestrial beings that worked on it. And he ends up deciding to bring it back to Earth rather than destroy any of their universes. And now there's just a ticking time bond set for 2,234 that's going to end our universe. And there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> like we're talking about this all like it's like actually going to happen. Yeah, that's how you get engrossed in it. It's more interesting yeah. that way. So we're going to do one more, one more very quickly. And then we're going to talk about the movie. Okay, so the very last one we're going to talk about is called The Butler's... The Butler's Handbell is exactly how it sounds. It is a small silver bell. And it doesn't have a ringer inside the bell. But inside it, it says uh, Forever Mine SJW. When the bell is shaken, you can hear a soft chime, although it does not come from inside the bell. And you can, uh, and it basically summons a butler that looks human. Actually human, unlike those Ikea staffs. <laughs> Staffers. Monstrosities, yeah. Monstrosities. He's British. He's basically Alfred, but younger. Uh, he, he doesn't really, like, he's his own person, really, but you, but you can summon him, and he does things for you, so. He's like a real butler. He's like a real butler, actually. So, some of the items that, that you can, you can, you can summon the butler to get you anything, but he can decline. So, they one time asked him, can you get me a nuclear bomb? And he politely declined he also at they also asked for a blue 1963 corvette convertible and he also politely declined they asked for a brick of 99.98 percent pure gold and the butler also called mr deeds came back with a 99.14 percent pure gold and apologized for being unable to provide the, the request purity and to complete all these actions, he can't be viewed. Yeah. So if he's viewed by a camera or a person, he will get out of sight before he can do it. So if you trap him in a room with cameras where he can't exit, he will sit, he'll ask you to turn off the cameras or look away so he can't go do it. So he's a very shy butler? Well, he disappears, like teleports. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he does menial tasks too uh and he also can uh he also can come back to life sort of he can die yeah he, and he can be killed but once you look away he comes back doesn't he yeah when you look away his body will disappear and when you ring the bell he'll come back mm, yeah so they've done an autopsy on him Mm -hmm. And he has all the normal organs of a European, British descent. And that's like his bloodline and all that. And he's just a normal person. Nothing special on the inside, at least. Well, it was discovered by a grave robber, actually. That was fun. Sorry, that, that wasn't as interesting as the, as the other ones, but... All these stories are more interesting to listen to or read yourself. Yeah. Or giving, like, the short 
for abbreviated <laughs> version. And I'm reading off of uh, I'm reading off of the SCP Foundation, so which is you... like a, a wiki place where they store all three thousand. <laughs> it's 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 ever expanding, and there's actually canon SCPs, and mm-hmm. uh, and anon uh, SCPs. So yeah, if you want to look that up, you can. Uh, they're much more entertaining to actually like listen to. The Vulcan does a really good job, I think. It almost feels like a found like a found audio recording. Mm-hmm. He has like classes and lectures where he reads off the. Yeah, the one where he where it's about uh, a guy who can alter who can go into a movie and alter the reality in it. The 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 hero one. I don't know if you watched that one, but if I did. It's actually pretty good. It's basically a guy who goes in, and he saves everybody and it goes into a happy ending there's a really depressing one that's like three hours about a box and paper origami dragons that one i know that one i i wanted to watch it but i saw the time just like you have to watch it in parts it's his longest ever one and it's and it's a great one it's not one i would start out with isn't it where isn't it called where where the dragons went Mm mm-hmm yeah that one I've I've seen it I I've seen it on my suggested, uh but yeah, it's basically a guy who thinks he's like a hero and he keep and he actually alters the recording, like and stuff like that, and there's also one where he, like no one sees him, like there it's it, it's an altered reality of what he is and he doesn't do it on purpose like he can punch someone, and they won't. They won't notice. They'll think, oh, I just got a nosebleed. And stuff like that. Are you talking about Joe? (gasps) Yes! Uh, Like, the average day Joe, he's a good SCP because nobody knows. Like, the Foundation has figured out he's an SCP. But whenever you interview him, it's the same questions because he gets treated as an average, everyday person. And will act, and everything he do gets treated normally. So, like, when he punches the interviewer, and his nose starts to bleed, he'll go, oh, sorry, I don't normally get nosebleeds. And he won't acknowledge that Joe is the one that punched him and broke his nose. They redo the, redo the recording to where you can actually hear him talk for real, not just what the, rec- what the auto recording thought, thought it heard. Because mm-hmm. yeah. any written things by a person won't notice it. It's only the audio recordings that do. Yeah. Anyway, on to the movie part. Oh, SCP-096. So the backstory of this SCP is it's a creature that when you see its face, it will hunt you down and kill you. And it will go, like, over continents, bodies of water, and it's terrifying. And recently, a Kickstarter go like GoFundMe thing got fully funded for this uh, indie filmmaker that he made like short clips of SCP stuff before with live action and CGI animation. So their trailer for that got released, I want to say, last week? It has $20,851.876. So it's going to be a a short film, not like your whole one hour, 30 minute one. And it is going to be amazing. The very first one he did... The CGI was so well done for just one person, and it it's amazing. Like, he's a big fan of like horror mystery stuff, and he's a really good scriptwriter for what he does. 
and that'll be exciting to see come out here in the next coming months. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be on YouTube from what I can hear and on his Kickstarter. People will get it a little bit earlier, of course. Anyway, I hope we made you a little bit paranoid today. Just a little bit. Not yeah. you particularly. Well, you by accident, but I hope we, I hope you, dear listener, just are a little bit more paranoid, a little bit more anxious, a little bit more cautious about looking out the window. If you have your own SCP that you enjoy thoroughly, feel free to tag us on Twitter, Instagram. Is there any other websites? We're on Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at thehowlereditors at gmail.com, all lowercase. Just just tag us on Twitter or oh, Instagram. Instagram for those ones. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram. This has been Slightly Super. I'm Alex. I'm Preston. And I hope we see you in the next episode. Or maybe not. The SCPs could always come and get us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, if you don't hear from me in the next couple of days, you know the you 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 know the SCP Foundation found me. No, it was cousin Johnny. Don't you have a wedding to go to? <laughs> no, but Ra- no, but Rachel does. That's why Rachel isn't here today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See ya.